It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Week 12 of the NFL season is upon us, Tom. I think this is the week when everyone, both NFL players, fantasy football players for sure, um, we start to feel like the stretch run is here because it's Thanksgiving. And you you get Thanksgiving action on Thursday. And then we've got Black Friday, the once again, the Jets are on an island game. Oh I know no! I know you're thrilled <laughs> about that. Um, we've got uh, we've got just awesome action, and everybody is on today. We have buys. Well, everybody's on this week, rather. We have buys in week thirteen and fourteen, of course, because why wouldn't we? But everybody's in action this week, and we've got uh, yet another week of injuries to re- recap here from week eleven. Tom on the fantasy points uh, market report podcast Graham Barfield is sleeping in a little bit today he's a little under the weather so Tom and I are going to f- fly as a duo here as we as we used to do Tom back in the yep. day and we still do on the waiver wire podcast what's up my man how you doing today uh how was writing up the waiver wire on yesterday uh, with with yeah, the injuries not, uh not it actually wasn't too bad um not not, not as many injuries as you'd think Thursday night was the brutal one <laughs> I mean yeah. we touched on that on the point spread and uh, we did a little video on that YouTube. We, we can fly through that game. Uh, just tell people to go back and check that out. But, um, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, got, a, got a late cover with the Vikings last last night. That was a sweat and a half. Uh, player props are up and down again. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to Thanksgiving week. It's always a it's a tough week for us. Uh, we got to squeeze in uh, more work and less time. But uh, football Thursday the extra game on Friday and then all day Sunday and Monday. Uh, looking forward to it. This is a, a pivotal week, as you said. We're we're starting to get down to crunch time right now. Yeah, I mean, Tom, like the the thing about Thanksgiving is like you travel for Thanksgiving because you're right down the road from from your mom's. Um, but you and I, um, obviously, like we pack in a lot of work to to a to a small window so we it's always a hectic week for me i don't travel anymore because because i live down in the south and uh um and and unfortunately that's a uh you know it's a blessing and a curse i don't go i don't have to travel and i don't have to you know act like i'm not busy but on the other hand i also have sold my soul to fantasy football so (laughs) so there there's the 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 long and the short requirements of the job Tom, the Bengals and the Ravens, obviously, you and I did um, the point spread podcast. Um, that's up. You can go check that out on YouTube. Um, and we we went on like a 20-minute diatribe at the beginning of that, just yeah. recapping the Burrow injury, recapping the Mark Andrews injury, recapping what the NFL is going to have to do in terms of injury report reporting in the future. Um, there's no way you can convince me Joe Burrow's wrist injury is separate from the one that he had a mysterious cast on his hand for. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just not the case, but you and I broke that down. If you go to our YouTube feed, we have, uh, the point spread, uh, betting show from, uh, last Friday. We, we went through the beginning of that and you can check out our, our thoughts on that. But, but it, it, it the long and the short of it is the Bengals are screwed, Tom. And yes. I, that, that's, that's it. If you're holding a, a Jamar chase and T Higgins, uh, you know, some ownership there, I, I don't know what you could potentially like. I we had some money in our be okay. 
Yeah, he'll still see volume. I just don't know if the touchdowns will be there. Yeah. Uh, Higgins, it's been just a lost year anyway. And now if they fall out of contention and he's still battling injuries, he's heading towards free agency. Uh, it's just, I don't know if it's going to get much better for T Higgins. So uh, yeah, the, just a downgrade across the board, unfortunate injury, uh, just a, just a tough season for Joe Burrow starts the year with a calf injury. Uh, doesn't get quite right until uh, October ish. So, and then we have the season ending uh, wrist injury. So, uh, I guess there's got to be some level of concern now. I mean, the the ACL injury when he was a, a rookie, kind of a fluky play, but now we're, this is two season ending injuries uh, to start his career, which is a, a little, uh, little scary right now. Um, we'll, we'll get to Isaiah likely on tomorrow's podcast, yep. the waiver wire podcast um, about the Mark Andrews injury, but just briefly to touch on it, he's now played two games without Mark Andrews for the majority of them and has one catch for four yards in those two games. So incredible. And he was great last year in that role. Yeah. I mean, just really went off. Uh, I think there was three games last year, uh, like scored a touchdown in two of the games and was highly productive. So I uh, still think he's a, you know, a, a top priority on the waiver wire this week, but uh, obviously this Mark Andrews injury is a bit of a killer for uh, Lamar Jackson a little bit. So it's a, it's been a tough uh, stretch here for Lamar. He keeps having Gus Edwards steal all the touchdowns at the goal line. Uh, and now he's, now he lost Mark Andrews. So, um, but, but maybe, yeah, but maybe these receivers, they started just to step up here. Rashad Bateman has looked a little bit better in recent weeks and Odell's making some plays. So, uh, maybe they can offset that with these uh, secondary receivers stepping up behind them. Let's go to Dallas and Carolina. I don't know what there is to talk about here, Tom, nope. uh, other than the fact that Tony Pollard finally got in the end zone, a uh, 22 yard touchdown run, uh, excuse me, a 21 yard touchdown run. You knew it was coming at some point. Um, Tony Pollard's been consistently one of those guys who you probably have to start him because of his volume on your team. Now there are certainly some teams out there who maybe just hit the jackpot on the waiver wire. And we're like, I'm not starting him, but he still has the volume. Um, he's kind of, it's the same Tony Pollard. He just happened to get in the end zone this week. They Dallas did not need Dak Prescott to do anything in this game. He threw for just 189 and yep. Carolina on the other side. Hey, Miles Sanders woke up, but it didn't mean anything really for fantasy. He had, a 6.2 fantasy points. Chuba Hubbard remains the top back here. Did you have any unique takeaways from this game whatsoever? <laughs> other than Frank Reich might lose his job by the time you listen to this podcast. Yeah, I, I'm sure Frank will be devastated by that too. I think he he looks like the most miserable man in football right now. I'm sure he would probably welcome getting fired at this point because this is a, a sinking ship. They don't have their first round pick. Of course, they traded away to move up the dra draft price young. So uh, this is just a complete disaster. Uh, nothing really of note. I mean, Hubbard, uh, I had an over 10 and a half rushing uh, attempts on him. So that was a, a kick in the nads there. I think he was at 10 carries about midway through the third quarter and didn't get another carry because uh, Bryce Young threw a, a pick six uh, late in the game, which kind of kind of sealed the deal there for, for the Panthers. But uh, same old story on the Panther side. And uh Man, we just need the the Cowboys to stop getting in these really lopsided affairs because it just I mean Prescott still threw for two touchdowns, but just you know, 189 yards, not a whole lot of production. Didn't really yeah. need to have a whole lot of production in this game. So um you know, I, I don't feel any differently about any Cowboys or Panthers game and from this game. Pittsburgh and Cleveland, Dorian Thompson Robinson, quarterbacks Cleveland to a victory. Tommy throws for 165. 
on 43 <laughs> pass attempts and was somehow the better quarterback in this game. Um, 15 targets for David Njoku. He dropped a few, but he had 15 targets in this game. You unfortunately watched this game, I'm guessing, uh, on television. Kind of. I tried not to. <laughs> it, was, um, it was ugly. Cleveland, 24 rush attempts between Kareem Hunt and Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford got the goal line carry. Um, yeah. That was, but this that was offense, 3.5 yards per play. Um, e even though we've obviously discussed how Deshaun Watson has not played great football as a Cleveland Brown, there's a difference between not great football and terrible football. And, and that's kind of what Cleveland has gotten here from Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who he didn't really run. He had 20 rushing yards. Um they signed Joe Flacco to the practice squad. Yeah, that's... I can't imagine this was a terribly inspiring performance for, for Cleveland, despite the fact that they got the victory. Yeah, I, I didn't really have many takeaways from this game uh, on the Cleveland side. Uh, my chair is falling down here as we're doing this podcast right now, so I'm trying to <laughs> stay uh, level with my microphone. Uh, but David Njoku, he's been pretty pretty active uh, outside of you know the games with Deshaun Watson. So 15 targets a year. You know, they're all low dot and uh, just trying to generate anything for the, the rookie quarterback there. But uh, Elijah Moore actually had a decent game as well, six for 60. He's coming on a little bit, but uh, he's more of a waiver wire guy. Uh, we know what this offense is going to be for the next couple of couple of weeks with Dorian Thompson-Robinson at quarterback. It's going to be a whole lot of handoffs, and uh, Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt are going to be active, but this, they're not going to put up many points. So you're trading in more attempts, but yeah, probably fewer scoring opportunities. Uh, you know, with Deshaun Watson out of the lineup. On the flip side, Tom, um, I, I think Jalen Warren has to be quote unquote up in our market report. I mean, you look at the fact that Najee Harris had had a this this was a game where Najee Harris just didn't have it because of the defensive matchup and the Cleveland Browns could afford to stack the box because Kenny Pickett was zero threat in the passing game whatsoever. I think he completed one oh. pass in this game beyond the first down sticks. And it wasn't even one. a good one either. Yeah. <laughs> it was off the mark. You know, George Pickens had to like make a scrambling throw. It was, uh, you know, a, 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 like a comeback route towards the, the boundary and he threw it inside, you know, towards the field instead of the boundary. So Pickens, you know, had to bail him out on that pass too. Uh, there, there are some, there's some bad vibes coming out of that Steelers locker room too. Najee Harris after the game was, you know, basically saying there's a cancer, you know, in this locker room right now, there's major issues going on. I don't know if it was all directed at Matt Canada, but I, I, I also get the impression some of it's being directed at Kenny Pickett at this point. He's been, I, I mean, uh, just complete trash here the last month. Kenny Pickett still has to make the throws. Like, I, I understand that, like, Matt Canada is not a good offensive coordinator. No. Everybody on planet Earth except for Mike Tomlin understands that, and even Tomlin <laughs> might be starting to understand that right now. Tomlin was getting snippy in his post-game press conference, by the way. You know, like, yep. should, should Jalen Warren have more than nine times? Well, the Cleveland Browns are doing things, obviously, that, that you know, like, but Kenny Pickett is not an NFL quarterback right now. The, the throws were so inaccurate, Tom. Like, I, like, if you don't have a big arm, and Kenny Pickett does not, You've got to at least put the ball where it needs to go, and he doesn't do that. It's Deontay Johnson, eight targets, two for 16. He is now – it looked like three weeks ago. Oh, he ago. was taking off, man. And he now – oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's just – it's a complete gong show. I mean, it like the, the throws that he was making in this game, I mean, they were not even – you know, just 
complete bailouts, uh, you know, uncatchable passes down the sideline. Uh, just nothing, nothing going on here. They, the middle of the field is, uh, they just have no attack in the middle of the field. I thought maybe with Pat Fryermuth, maybe we can, uh, maybe they can start attacking uh, in that area of the field a little bit more. Now he just got a one little screen there. So it's, it's, this is a bad situation. Kenny Pickett uh, has somehow gotten worse since the beginning of the season, which I, I didn't think was possible because he, he was playing awful to start the season, but uh, I, I don't think it's out of the question that they go to Mitch Trubisky at some point in the next week or two if yeah. Pickett plays again like this. This is unacceptable. You know, I know we looked at the numbers from Pickett, and we'll, we'll move on shortly. I know we looked at the numbers from Pickett last year, and they weren't great numbers, but they were better than this. No. You yeah, know, like, is... and, and, and when a guy goes backwards, I think you have to put that on the coaching, don't you? I mean, he's That's... just gone completely backwards. It's it's there's a number of issues, but yeah, the, the, it seems like the coaching is uh, a major issue, and it's uh, starting to to foment with the players. They're they're uh, not very happy with the product that they're putting out in the field right now, and nor should they be. Uh, Detroit and Chicago, obviously, this was a choke job and a half by the Bears. I don't think Bear fans are necessarily going to be terribly upset by that because they're currently. Uh, I mean, I think they have ESPN put the analytics out today. I think they have a better than 50% chance to get the number one overall pick right now because obviously they have Carolina's pick. Um, but I still am, am, am not sure how that happened. The defense, obviously, out and out choke job. Well, let's start with the Lions, Tom, because I don't think there's really anything that changes for fantasy here. The Lions no. are the, the one thing for the Lions that we might have to note is yes. Sam Laporta is clearly the guy who is kind of He's the victim of the, the there's the the old adage there's only one football. Sam yes. Laporta has been kind of the victim of that because now they're getting Jamison Williams involved on the shot play here. They're they're very clearly making a concerted effort to get Jameer Gibbs involved in the passing game. And nobody it, it, and but this is smart coaching. You're not taking targets away from Amon Ross St. Brown. So I think Laporta is kind of the guy who has fallen by the wayside here now that the that the Lions have gotten full strength uh, from their offense. Yeah. The targets have been a little thin the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, this is, this is a tough situation for, you know, with Gibbs and Montgomery and Amon Ra, those three are the guys that are going to be featured every week for sure. Uh, and Laporta has kind of, you know, fallen down that, uh, you know, totem pole a little bit. Uh, also, this is, uh, you know, I don't think we need to write it up, but Jared Goff, I mean, he was, that was some like 2020 uh, Jared Goff play. That was yeah. uh, the, the Lions surviving this game and somehow pulling out a victory. Uh, I mean, he was just brutal in this game. Just just three costly turnovers. But uh, yeah, Laporta, I, you, you know, if, if you've been riding Laporta, I, I, you probably don't have better alternatives behind him right now, but uh, he's still third probably, on the team in targets. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just been a little bit thin here, but uh we might not get the highs that we were getting from him in the first half of the season uh he, he is starting to cool off a little bit but uh, it's not like you're going to find many better alternatives off of the waiver wire right now and let's go to the bears now tom first and foremost uh let's start with the injury in the backfield because deontay foreman left this game with an ankle injury and we've got to watch what's going on there because khalil herbert got 16 carries but for just 35 yards and on the final two drives for the bears they literally just gave Khalil Herbert the ball to run into a stone wall, punted, and then their defense vomited up the game. I mean, like, it just really create uncreative play calling by the Bears. And then on the final drive after they blew the lead, Justin Fields somehow 
did not see the fact that his right tackle was being pushed directly into his face. Like there's 350 pounds. <laughs> there actually, matter of fact, there was 650 pounds of man in his face because Aiden Hutchinson was pushing the right tackle into his face. Um, uh, he didn't see that. And nonetheless, Justin Fields, if you need him for fantasy, I mean, 100 yards rushing, 169 yep. passing, got the touchdown to DJ Moore, who obviously uh, needs Justin Fields here to reach his ceiling. He had 100 yards rushing, but um, so DJ Moore, yeah, I usually. think up here. Um, we have to watch the backfield though with uh, with Deontay Foreman and and Khalil Herbert and Rashawn Johnson. Not really sure what's going to happen here. Yeah, I thought Fields played relatively well outside of the you know the end of the game there. Uh, so I thought it was a pretty promising comeback for him. So I think he's usable as a a low end QB one moving forward. You're, you know we're going to have these highs and lows with him, but uh, hundred hundred yard rushing games don't grow on trees uh, for quarterbacks. So uh, he's he's guy you probably got to plug your nose and just play and hope he uh, runs a little bit. Uh, DJ Moore, though, uh, had gone a little bit quiet. Bajent really wasn't pushing the ball downfield to him. Uh, we saw it immediately with Fields back. A beautiful post pattern pattern to him uh, for, a, you know, what was it, a 39-yard touchdown pass. It was a, yeah. a very nice play. So uh, Moore's downfield ability is unlocked here with Justin Fields back in the lineup. Uh, this backfield, we'll see how it plays out. Foreman came into the, the week with the injury aggravates it uh look probably an aggravation i didn't get confirmation uh what to which ankle it was but uh so we'll see how this backfield plays out maybe herbert is playable if we keep a two-man backfield they did cut darrington evans last week i don't believe he was re-signed to the practice squad so uh if, if foreman is out a game or two uh and it's just kind of herbert and johnson maybe Herbert can be usable here for a, for a week or two while Foreman's out of the lineup. One Herbert to the next. Um, oh boy, Tom! Another guy who might not have a job by the time you listen to this podcast is Brandon Staley. Please, just um, get it over with. I think the funniest part was everybody on planet Earth knew it was a mistake that the Chargers were favored in this game, and they still went off as favorites, and they still blew it, twenty three to twenty. They lose to the Packers. Tom, they lost to a Packers team. That lost Aaron Jones during the game, and look, they're saying they avoided a serious injury, but Aaron Jones said they avoided a serious injury with his hamstring in week one, and he missed like six yeah. weeks. Um, I He might end up being droppable at this point. They couldn't run the ball because A.J. Dillon is a plotter. He had a long carry of six yards. They lost to a Packers team whose leading rusher was Jaden Reed and whose leading receiver was Dontavian Wicks. <laughs> this is a clown show for the Chargers. And I mean, the credit to the Packers, credit to Jordan Love, who continues to Jordan Love continues to just pull your strings a little bit where you're like, I Man, know. It's almost like, like Justin Fields. Like, just like there's just there's something there, right? Like he, he does just, make some high level throws at time, and then it, he's just like confounding, like there's just easy throws that he leaves out in the field. So uh, I mean, this is a critical stretch for him down the uh, down the the final month or two of the season here uh, to find out if the the Packers are going to stick with him for another year. Uh, so I, you know, it was at least a positive that he took uh, took care, you know, took you know came through for fantasy in a matchup that everybody comes through it comes through and against the Chargers here. But uh, yeah, that we'll be watching this Aaron Jones injury. Sounds like the ACL is intact, but. I mean, if he's going to be out, you know, if this is he an hasn't IR. He good anyway, though, Tom. I mean, yeah, it's like, just been one you... game, really, uh, since he came back. 
Uh, so maybe maybe it's going to be the AJ Dillon show moving forward. But he's been so ineffective uh, in his uh, you know opportunities so far this year. So uh, this is just a, a tough offense. And he, as he said, there's just so many receivers here in the mix. Uh, Jaden Reed for sure out of this crew has probably emerged the most as somebody that's the best receiver uh, on the team. somewhat reliable and he makes plays and uh christian watson i mean even we get a touchdown out of him in this game and uh he barely cracks uh 10 fantasy points to it with two for 21 receiving so uh it's been a, a like pulling teeth romeo dobbs though every damn week i don't know how he does it scores a touchdown i mean it's uh, you know, helping he my best ball up, teams because I'm not putting them in any lineups. <laughs> He's helping no, my best like, ball teams with that. I got him on like a team or two, and it's just like I never feel good uh, clicking yeah. that name and putting him in the lineup. I, you know, he's been scoring a lot of touch- touchdowns on my benches this year. Uh, Chris, what, Christian Watson, Tom, I'm still not playing him. I mean, I know. No, no, scored, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, I don't even think we need to. I, I've been dropping him in leagues. Yeah, it's 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 not happening for him this year. But uh, at least he did have a little bit of positive in this one. Uh, how about Austin Eckler looking like Natron means on that long run down the sideline? I mean, you saw, I did you see, you see that, that going one. viral? No, no oh, I didn't. So go look it up, Tom, up because well, I'll probably put it in the in the file. Uh, a, a lot of fantasy guy. I forget exactly which extremely online fantasy bro uh was <laughs> tweeting about it and i think it was probably nfl people on his 37 yard run down the sideline i mean tom eckler looks slow yeah and you know he's, you have to wonder the injuries are, are adding up to him um oh my that, gosh I, mean, I am watching it in real time it looks like he's uh yeah, he's got uh he's squeezing the cheeks or something running to the <laughs> toilet or something <laughs> He, he's uh, not looking too uh, fluid there. It's uh, it was that's not good. Uh, yeah, and he's two for six as a receiver too. I mean, oh, this is this is tough. I mean, he he's he's got like a touchdown or bust kind of player right now. Um, yeah, that's that was not a good looking run, Joe. Holy man! But yeah, I, and, and and it was his best play of the game. So that's look. I mean, yeah. you're still playing Austin Eckler. Like, I'm not going to say one run. You know, it's going to tell you. It's just a, a big concern. Uh, are we picking him up and starting uh, Stone Smart? <laughs> Stone Smart. I I, I I, barely know anything about that guy, but, uh, you know, he looked pretty good uh, running down the down the field on that long touchdown pass. Uh, Donald Parham, though, uh, I think he's playable if Gerald Everett is out of the lineup. He, he I moved him up on our waiver wire. Uh, if you're really desperate at the tight end position, I think he has a little bit of juice if Everett misses more games. Um, and, and other than that, the chargers are the chargers. They, they, it's Keenan yeah. Allen and Eckler and Herbert and, uh, and uh, show. Oh. I needed this game to go to overtime. So bad, Tom, I, I had Luke Musgrave. I needed one more receiving yard out of him and oh. I needed this game to go to overtime. And when Quentin Johnston dropped that football, I was like, Oh my God, oh, Jesus Christ. It's, it's not happening here, down. man. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, I, that was a walk. It would have been a score only because yeah, he and, did and, slow and, up a little bit for it. It was, I think it was Herbert. It was a little bit, he had to reach to his right for it. So he might have like had to get it. He didn't look fluid going up for it. He should have caught the football. He should have caught he the football. Caught it was yeah. brutal. Um, and uh, just look, I understand Changes why. Changes are coming for Los Angeles. Very soon. I, yeah, I do understand why folks, like, you know, your morning show folks are annoyed you know, with the Justin Herbert discourse, like, uh, can this guy win something please? But I mean, when you, when you see what 
it's it's right there in plain sight, guys. I mean, Charger on a window. charger, man. I, yeah, like. Uh, all right, anyway, Houston and Arizona. CJ Stroud, three interceptions, but he throws for three thirty-six. Um, here is my question. First and foremost, Tom Devin Singletary, move him up again. Like they found their run yeah. game. Yeah, he has to. Uh, I mean, he's, where he's does Tank Dell get drafted next year? Ooh, that is a good question. I mean, it all depends. Is I sixth, think is sixth round too aggressive? Because no, I'm not sure it is aggressive enough. I think yeah, that's, uh, that's I was, what I'm wondering. I was thinking third or fourth round. I mean, it's all going to depend. Like the, I mean, we were talking about T. Higgins earlier. I think uh, Houston might be in play for a player like uh, uh, T. Higgins. So it kind of mm-hmm. all depends on what they do in free agency, but. I mean, this guy, ever since he's gotten a full role, I mean, whew, he he's electric out there. He's he's just hard to cover, and uh, size does not matter with him. So, uh, yeah, I was, I'm thinking like third, fourth round, uh, if this receiving core would kind of stay intact. I mean, we're going to be drafting C.J. Stroud pretty early in drafts, so uh, I have a feeling that people are going to be wanting to stack them in like the fourth or fifth, fourth and fifth round. So, uh, yeah, he's he's – He's kind of the guy now. He's uh, I know Nico Collins also got seven targets in this game, but I, I it's been kind of a uh, co-number ones here, but I think Tank Dell has edged ahead here in recent weeks. So let's move on to Arizona. I mean, I'm not really sure what else to say other than what's going on with Hollywood, man. Like, I guess Derek Stingley was back. He picked off yeah. a pass on – it was kind of a Kyler arm punt down the field, and Stingley picked it off, so that that's a tough matchup. But Kyler's come back, and – and has looked pretty good. Um, not, I don't think yeah. he's a perfect, but he's running around and and Hollywood Brown just hasn't gotten it done the last two weeks. Greg Dorch, I think that's the first Dorch. time we've lit the Dorch, but we've lit the, the Dorch, Dorch, Dorch Torch this week, this <laughs> this year, and he's leading them in receiving. Yeah, it's oh, it's amazing. Like this guy can't even get on the field for the first like ten weeks of the season, and then they activate him. Oh yeah, he goes out and leads them in receiving. It's like every time this guy gets on the field, he does something. So. Uh, I, I just have no idea how he, he doesn't get more playing time, but uh, that that's just the state of things for Hollywood. And that's, that's what's weird about it. I mean, Hollywood was pretty good with Kyler uh, early last season. DeAndre Hopkins was out of the lineup and he was kind of the go-to guy for him. And that, uh, that connection has not been rekindled uh, in the first two weeks. But as you said, maybe, maybe it's a, a buy low situation. You know, AJ Terrell last week against the Falcons, some tougher matchups, but mm-hmm. um, you know, as somebody that has Hollywood in a couple teams, uh, I was really excited to get Kyler back, and it's been a lot of disappointment here in the first two games. Let's move on next to our next contest, which is the Jaguars and the Titans. And I'll give Trevor Lawrence some props because the fantasy points Twitter account was uh biting on the interactions from Jaguar fans from Duval. When's Trevor Lawrence <laughs> going to play a great? Well, he did. He played a great game here, Tom. 24-32 for 262 and two touchdowns. And and it's now officially, a, it, it, it is a written in stone fact. Zay Jones, for some <laughs> reason, is the Calvin Ridley unlocker. He is the skeleton key for Calvin Ridley. I guess Zay Jones comes in. He plays the X. They're able to move Calvin Ridley around. Calvin Ridley is almost tripling up his fantasy production in games with Zay Jones as opposed to games without him. He goes for 103 and two touchdowns in this one. Yeah, and it's almost kind of counterintuitive. You would think uh, a capable player like Zay Jones, he's going to take targets away from Calvin Ridley. They they both play like perimeter wide receiver spots. So, uh, But no, I mean, it, lo- it allows Calvin Ridley to move around the field more, uh, to play more of the flanker, to to 
you know, not be jammed as much off the line of scrimmage. Let Zay play that exposition and uh, let him get roughed up and take on the more physical cornerback. So, um, yeah, it doesn't doesn't make sense on the surface, but, um, you know, it, it just frees Ridley up to do more things and uh, fantastic performance in this game. Maybe we maybe we can get a late season surge here if uh, Zay Jones can stay healthy and out of, uh, you know, the out of the suspension list here with the NFL. I think he probably won't face anything until later uh, until next season. But uh, the Zay Jones, you know, emerging and coming back this week has certainly certainly helped uh, Calvin Ridley have one of his uh, it was his best performance of the season yeah uh i got to be honest i'm looking at the titans over here will levis is yeah. 13 to 17 for 158 and two touchdowns okay that's incredible How they averaged 6.2 yards per play what the heck happened here i know they had a couple of turnovers uh they had a, I, I, they had a fumble well levis had lost a fumble but i honestly Tom, I mean, we're trying to watch eight games at once. How yeah, did they not one, run more plays in this game? Yeah, I'm looking at it. It was 69 to 38 plays run, and the, the Titans averaged more yards per play, 6.2 to 5.6. Um, yeah, this is I, – I mean, I, I even looked like – I because sacks have been a major issue here for Will Levis in this offensive line since he came back. Well, he only got season. sacked twice. He got sacked twice. That's why I assumed, like, oh, they must have just had some – you know, drive killing sacks that uh, don't really show up in the, you know, that, that, you know, cause you to run fewer plays, but no, it was just two sacks. It's just like, they only punted four times. They had seven penalty penalties, but uh, Tom, this might be, I gotta be honest. This might be the most perplexing box score I've seen all year because like, I, I I'm thinking I'm going, going over here and I'm like, Oh boy, it's a blowout. I look over at Le and I'm expecting to see, Oh boy, Levis. Oh, he was terrible. And, and yeah, no, five yards wasn't. in attempts, two intercept, you know, no two touchdowns, you know, almost, you know, up over nine yards in attempt. Uh, yeah. It's 10 run, 10 carries for Derrick Henry in this. Like what the hell happened here? Yeah. Uh, I guess I, I, I'll really... be honest. This was a game that wasn't really, featured much on the uh the red zone channel for me so i, I, don't well, I mean i had this game on 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 sunday ticket and yeah. i guess I, every time i looked up it looked like the jags had the football but i'm just not entirely sure how um, yeah even the, the type of possession isn't even like that lopsided 36 to 24 uh yeah know, it's like yeah why the heck didn't they squeeze i will off more say plays? this uh, why were the Titans? I mean, I guess their season's kind of done. They're three and seven. Yeah, why were the Titans busting out these trick plays in this game? Like they had the flea flicker for the touchdown to Hopkins, and then they they get Jeffrey Simmons. At, oh, well, the touchdown! Was, uh, the other yeah. was that a two point? That uh, was a touchdown. That was a touchdown. Yeah. 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 Oh, great. Yeah. Thank you, Jeffrey Simmons, for that. I I hope you uh, somebody used him in IDP leagues. <laughs> that would have yeah, been a no kidding. nice little touchdown. Miami and Vegas, Tom, and the story we're going to have to talk about here is Devon Achan, who gets two touches, aggravates that knee injury. Ugh. It didn't look too bad. Um, Mike McDaniel, after the game, used the word. He said Devon Achan was politicking to come back into the game, and I believe Mike McDaniel because Devon Achan came back onto the field in uniform. Now, he didn't have his helmet, but he was in uniform. So it's not like he was in street clothes. And he was like, I guess, talking to coaches and team. Hey, get me back in there, coach. But they didn't put him back in. Miami didn't play their greatest of games. Um, they they had a couple really of fumbles lost uh, to, to a turn. They turned the ball over three times. They win 20 to 13, don't cover the spread against the Raiders. But Devon Achan is certainly the uh, 
the big uh, the big watch list guy here for us with Miami because Raheem Mostert has started to um the efficiency has started to dry up a little bit for Raheem Mostert. Yeah, it's almost like one of those like uh yeah, the more the sample size gets a little bigger, Mostert starts to look a little older. You know, he has a 30 plus year old running back here, so uh, yeah, we need De- Devin Achan back in the lineup and contributing here, but uh, they have a quick turnaround. They they play Friday here on that Black Friday game against the the Jets, so uh, you have to wonder if uh, they'll they'll take another week to give Achan another breather here to make sure that knee is completely right. Uh, something we'll have to keep an eye on here uh, for this first ever uh, Friday game here. So. Uh, very frustrating, though, as somebody that had uh, Devin Achan uh, over 46 and a half rushing yards to see him get one carry. Uh, that was a kick in the nads there. So, uh, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, I do want to note like uh, Jeff Wilson was inactive in this game. Uh, they went with Ahmad to for special teams. But if Achan misses, I, Wilson had moved ahead of Ahmad um, before the bye. So, I think Wilson would probably be the yeah. number two here, uh, depending on how long Achan would be out. So we were listening to this game uh, live uh, on on Sirius XM uh, Fantasy mm-hmm. Sports game, Fantasy Football Game Day. We we throw to live feeds when a team's in the red zone, and um, on the touchdown to Ahmed. The Dolphins announcer was like, and it's A-Chan. And we're like, oh, be a part like, oh, no. And then, and then he's like, oh, it's Ackman. And then, and then we're like, no, you can't do that. You can't do it. Um, And that was sickening because it would have been an A-Chan play, um, yep. you know, but. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's. That was that's that would be would have been a package that he would have been in, in on there. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we'll see about Thursday. Good news for I. I, I don't know if we have to even watch Tyreek. I mean, he came back and had a huge game um yeah. from the hand injury so I, I i don't think there's anything to worry about there with him no they'll they'll tape it up and he'll be ready to go <laughs> on, on the raiders side the hey look aiden o'connell's gonna stink okay um but he throws the ball to Devonte adams and and he hands yeah, the ball to that's Josh all we Jacobs. care about and, really. and, and that's if the quarterback's gonna stink that's all we care about um devon Devonte adams is probably more like a good two for fantasy right now but hey that's better than uh, it, look, I'd take this for Jamar Chase rest of season. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, you're pro. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good question. Who would you rather have, Devontae Adams or Jamar Chase? Because we got people in our Discord asking, oh, should I trade Jamar Chase? But I guess that would probably be a pretty good comp here. I think Aiden O'Connell has a, you know, can run an offense a little bit better than Jake Browning. So yeah, I guess I would give Devontae Adams the edge there. But uh, yeah, this is the same old <laughs> Raiders offense. Not a not a whole lot here. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs couldn't get anything going after the two huge games the last two weeks in victories. They they were playing from behind all week in this one. So uh, I think their schedule is about to get a little bit tougher as well down the stretch. So uh, Jacobs, uh, you know, maybe hopefully yeah, like capitalized on that two week span there where he got all those carries and put up the big production and hopefully he sold it off because I mean, he's still going to get a ton of touches, but the matchups are getting a lot tougher and they're going to be playing from behind and more games coming up. Divisional, divisional games, Tom, divisional games. Unbelievable. Tommy DeVito. The talk of the throws town. Throws for two forty six and three touchdowns. Sam Howell, you know, after Dolan's gassing him up, you know, I'm tweeting, when's Trevor Lawrence going to play a game like Sam Howell? <laughs> Howell, throws, Howell throws three picks. Of course, he 
He looks like a, a bowling ball on a, at, at a toddler's bumper bowling party oh on that touchdown run. <laughs> he gets in the end zone. I mean, he still is all right for fantasy as long as you don't get penalized too badly for picks because he has the touchdown run and he throws for 255 and a score. Um, but what the heck happened here? The commander's defense, I guess, trading away those pass rushers uh, was going to affect them sooner rather than later. Saquon Barkley. Oh, I um, know. he was at negative two rushing yards at halftime, Joe. Negative yeah. two. <laughs> and in the second half, Mr. Second half, Saquon Barkley. And he, I mean, you have to play him. I mean, he's awesome. Oh, absolutely. He's, he's yeah. been incredible. Uh, I don't think we're going to see this from Tommy DeVito going forward. But hey, look, Tommy DeVito doesn't give a crap if you or I say he's not an NFL quarterback because Tommy DeVito, all he wants to do, he doesn't give a crap that the Giants are three and eight. You know, he wants to put good tape out there. And say a team like, hey, we need a third quarterback, uh, a guy who maybe, you know, could be a, a backup in a pinch. Hey, remember that DeVito? Remember that game he played against the Commanders a couple of years? He looked pretty good in that game. Why don't we give him a contract? Give him a, like, that's all he's cared about. And he played a good game. And it's not, I don't know what it means for fantasy other than we can keep using Saquon. But I mean, Tommy DeVito played a good game. You got to give him props. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens at the quarterback position. I think Tyrod's eligible to come back uh, in week 14. So, hey, we'll maybe DeVito is winning the job here. Not that it really means much for fantasy. Barkley's the only usable player right now. Yeah. and I guess Tyrod get... could maybe be usable because of his legs. And that would be the only thing that yeah, but, you know, QB, Darius but, yeah. Slayton got hurt in this game. So... Yeah, best receiver got hurt. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that game, Patriots against the Giants on uh, Sunday. That's that's gonna be a fun, fun one. Get all the that Sunday night. Oh, thank God. No, no, no. I think it's a Saturday, Sunday afternoon game. It's not. I don't think they'll be showing that one too much on TV. But um, yeah, Devito uh, will give him props. He came through in this easy matchup. Uh, You know, Commanders cannot rush the passer, and uh, they've been getting shredded by everybody through the air and. Even Tommy DeVito can exploit this secondary. So uh, just play everybody you have whenever you play the commanders. Uh, I mean, we've been doing that anyway, but uh, DeVito proved it in week 11 here. You got to play whoever you have going against the commanders. Um, And for the commanders, uh, Terry McLaurin lays in uh, Jahan Dotson. I, I don't know when you're going to play him at this point, but the one thing I got to say is Logan Thomas is an every week usable tight end at this stage, given the state of the position. And Brian Robinson, man, how about the targets for B-Rob? I know he had a bad drop, but Chris Rodriguez lost a fumble. Antonio Gibson's hurt. Uh, Brian Robinson, you've kind of like, you it's drafted all him over in the, the map. In, in, <laughs> he has been, but if you drafted him in like the 10th round in oh, best yeah. ball, I mean, he's finding his way into your lineup pretty consistently. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the, like, even in, you know, redraft, I mean, he's he's just one of those guys I put in every week uh, as an RB2 or as a flex. I just kind of get him into Do the not watch the game. Don't watch the game. Just check the box score at the end. Yeah, He somehow finds a way to score through the air or on the ground somehow every week. Uh, you know, sometimes he just has like 10 touches in a week or he, you know, gets like 24 here. Uh, we all kind of expected this. He was kind of the DFS player of the week with the Antonio Gibson out. Uh, Rodriguez doesn't really, you know, he's more of a bat, you know, a runner than a, a receiver. So we all kind of figured that Robinson would get this passing game work and, Boy, did he ever with nine, you know, team best nine targets, team best seven catches, uh, and team best uh, 58 receiving yards. So uh, we'll keep an eye on this Gibson injury. Uh, I don't even think he practiced last week. So uh, could be uh, could be another week of Anto- uh, of, uh, of Brian Robinson leading this backfield. And 
getting the passing game work. So, if I, I mean, he's he's going to be an RB1 if uh, Gibson's out again uh, this week uh, against uh, – who do they have? Um, oh, they have Dallas on Thursday. So, yeah, Gibson's not going to play. So, no, well, that'll I'm gonna, actually be I'm, – I'm moving uh, Robinson to up in our uh, our market report because that would be surprised if Gibson plays on Thursday. That yeah, that that'll actually game. be that's kind of a sneaky fun Thanksgiving Day game because the Commanders are are an acid trip. Entertaining. You can get any you could get anything from them. Anything. No, I, I, them. I you know Hal had a stinker this week, but I, I actually have enjoyed watching him play. It's yeah, you know, the games have been entertaining. So in a league uh, lacking in. Great quarterback play or even entertaining quarterback play. Uh, Sam Howell is somebody I don't mind watching every week. The Thanksgiving slate is sneaky good, actually. Uh, Packers and the Lions, you know, the, the Commanders and the Cowboys and the Niners and the Seahawks. It's not like an oh my God slate, but it's it, it's not awful. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I love how they, they, they front loaded it here with a bunch of divisional matchups, too. Uh, even the Friday yeah. game between the Jets and the Dolphins is a, a divisional game. So, yeah, and that's good because, like, again, we're just talking about the commanders somehow losing to this Giants team. Like, division games are always wild, you know, you can get anything in those games. So, uh, let's move to the Bucks and the 49ers, one of the teams that does play here on, um, on uh, Thursday. Thursday. 49ers, Brock Purdy, perfect passer rating. The Bucks offering zero resistance whatsoever. And here's the beautiful thing about the 49ers, Tom. I don't even think we have to say anything about this team on the market report. Brock yeah, Purdy I throws 25 passes. 24 of them went to Ayuk, Kittle, Samuel, and McCaffrey. The four guys you're starting. Yeah, we, we got basically everybody to come through. Debo, you know, was the only one that was mildly disappointing with uh 63 receiving yards but uh you know george kittle's been hot here uh iu breaks the long touchdown uh just a perfect performance from purdy against this this uh tampa bay secondary uh so yeah i this is kind of the same old team they've looked they're kind of back here uh that three game losing streak before they're by but they gotten they've gotten back uh trent williams and uh debo samuel and this offense is starting to click again so uh, this, uh, I'll be, uh, very, uh, interested to watch them on Sunday night against the, the Seattle Seahawks here. Uh, but nothing really does. Nothing has really changed, uh, for this offense out of that game. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay. This is kind of the same team too. Kind of <laughs> same, same team for them too. I mean, Rashad white, like, yeah, they can't run the football, but it doesn't matter because he gets seven targets every game. Like, I mean, I he he's you just play Rashad White, and it's he's another hey, guy. Don't game just check the box score at the end of it. Hey, and he's actually scored a couple shorties here the last couple of yeah. weeks, uh, which is you know that was kind of the one thing that was missing for him. So now he's getting these uh, short touchdowns, like right on top of the goal line, which is only going to add to his value. Uh, you know, it was a little slow as a receiver in the first half of the season, but. The last five or six games, I mean, he's he's as big a part of the passing game as uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin now. So uh, not that we need to write anything up on him, but you just keep rolling with him. He's locked in as an RB1. He's he's going down as one of the best value uh, picks of the 2023 fantasy drafts. But um, otherwise, yeah, this, this is another team that kind of, yeah, nothing to really report on here for our market report. What, uh, where do you stand on Brock Purdy, Tom? Uh, Everybody's got to have their discord discourse on Brock Purdy. I that's a tough. I I I think he's better than people think. I, I think he's uh. You know, but I also but also worse than people think because there's two extremes of of, of the Brock Purdy thing, right? Yeah, I, I'm kind of more in the gray. You know, I, I 
think he's a good top. You know, as somebody that watches Kenny Pickett on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. like I'd love to have a quarterback who can process quickly, who can throw with confidence over the middle of the field. So I love those things about him. Uh, you know, he has gotten the, the, the turnover luck, you know, went against him a little bit before the buys and in those losses. But uh, for the most part, I, I would love to have Brock Purdy on my team, even if it was a, a terrible system that we'd be playing in with Matt Canada. He'd probably ruin him immediately. But uh, after watching, you know, these quarterbacks that we've watched all season, I, I would take Purdy in a heart, uh, you know, in an instant here. Speaking of bad quarterbacks, the Jets, oh. 30, they, they lose this one to the Bills, 32 to 6. Um, they bench Zach Wilson for Tim Boyle, who was even worse. Uh, <laughs> Tim Boyle, 7 of 14 for 33 yards and a pick. Put Morstead in there. Yeah, he had the <laughs> he best had play nice of the game. Yep. Zach Wilson is complete ass. It, uh, Tom, I don't know how this team can go home, and, and I know the Vikings lost last night, but I don't know how this team can go home and watch Josh Dobbs on Sunday Night Football and not curse their front office for not even making competitive offer to try to keep try to keep yeah, this I mean, Jets team alive. They they also had like Joe Flacco in their building last year. He's he's going mm-hmm. out there. I'm not that I'm telling you that Joe Flacco is the solution, but he's a solution. Uh, you know that's better than Zach Wilson here. I mean, uh, I mean he had he had a couple decent games in the middle of this season, but he's reverted right back to to the quarterback we all thought he was. The, you know, he's not getting helped out with Nathaniel Hackett calling plays, but, um, you yeah, know, this is this offense. I just I feel bad for a guy like Garrett Wilson. Um, he's hitting all of a sudden, you know, like the frustrating frustration is starting to build with him. He's lost two fumbles the, the last two weeks. So uh, just a sloppy overall performance that I think this team is starting to break down the the, uh, you know, the the strain of having Zach Wilson at quarterback is finally taking this team under and even their defensive performance against the bills. I mean, uh, that's as bad as I, I've seen their defense play, giving up some big plays. And uh, yeah, this is uh, now they get the dolphins too uh, on a short week. That should be a fun one. <laughs> yeah. I, look, eventually like the defense is, I'm not going to say quit, but eventually they're going to be demoralized. Right. Like, yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, well, why, why, why am I even trying? Like, why am I putting my body on the line? Like, we're, we're 0 of 11 on third down. There was a point in the second quarter of this game where the Jets are averaging literally 0.0 yards per play after Zach Wilson <laughs> took a sack. Like, I mean, like, even Sauce Gardner, Quinn and Williams, these guys are going to be like, like, what am I, what, for who, for what, you know? <laughs> like, Just so we can go out and play defense again three plays, three plays three, later after a part. <laughs> I don't, under, Brees Hall somehow is making big plays in the passing game every week, um, but it is like pulling teeth here. Um yeah, wing call, he, wing call. and they just lost Becton too. You know their offensive line has been atrocious to begin with. I'm not telling you Becton's a great player, but uh, now we're getting down. He's a player. He, he is a player that is big and can take up some space for that offensive line. Now, yeah. I mean they're really digging deep with this offensive line. It's it's just a complete. You know the quarterback is terrible, and now the offensive line is getting to the same level as as the quarterback plays. So uh, things are looking down uh, for for the Jets skill players here. Uh, James Cook's a pretty good player, isn't he? Oh, I, know I don't he know. I don't know why the bills just like, it feels like they just like tried to just not involve him, but this guy's a good player. And he, he's kind of the engine that's keeping their offense going. Their leading receivers in this game were Khalil Shakir and Ty Johnson. 
<laughs> that's I, yeah i was like shocked i'm like ty johnson's out there i guess i guess leonard fournette is, isn't happening anytime soon yeah i guess uh, that's had, the, not yeah, I, yeah i guess uh ty johnson is uh still ahead of him there but uh yeah what what are we doing with Diggs? that's my bigger question here now is this i think he'll be all right of, yeah like i, I like game, so oh. it is three straight games uh i don't know i mean look they're still if, if you're asking me they're still the biggest threat to the to the Chiefs in the AFC just because Josh Allen, you know, Lamar Jackson just lost his top his top weapon. Like uh Yeah, I, maybe I, I'll put him on watch. Uh, you know, just they do have a matchup with the Eagles this week. Um, you know, that's been a pretty good spot for receivers all season. So maybe he can get going a little bit. But yeah, I I think some digs owners are very frustrated, especially, you know, his brothers out there chirping out in public and i you know i think there's some and there's a lot of belief i well, think trevon so. doesn't have a whole lot to do right now he's rehabbing an injury, that's true so, yeah. but i i but i also think there's a whole lot of belief in like people that follow buffalo that Diggs is you know a big reason why ken dorsey is no longer there too so yeah uh it's just a a combination of things going on there but yeah you got to stick stay with uh stefan Diggs. but uh this has been a quiet i mean he was on fire to start the year so uh, just the wrong time of year to to all of a sudden just go cold. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think James Cook, I guess he's the guy who Joe Brady decided is it, we're going to get him the ball um, in, in this game. And, you know, good because James Cook's been good <laughs> yes. all year and they've been trying actively to hold him down. I don't understand it, but uh, good, good for them. Uh, Seattle and L.A., Tom, um, obviously <laughs> Cooper Cup, uh, it might it might be done. Yeah, uh, sound like he was trying to get back into the game, but they wouldn't let him. And but yeah, this is I mean, he's dealt with the hamstring stuff at the beginning of the season. Uh, you know, it's just all kind of adding up. And I think this ankle was the same one that he had surgically repaired a couple years ago. So, um, yeah, this is now four straight games where he's been a, an extreme disappointment after you know coming out like a man on fire after his uh hamstring injury to to start the season. He had a couple great games but it's been pretty ugly here recently. So uh, maybe uh, we got to do a little uh, cup down and a little uh, Puka Nakua. Maybe his stock is rising again here with the cup unable to stay healthy here. Uh, Let's watch Kyron Williams because uh, Daryl Henderson had six carries one yard in this game. Um, He also, uh, he also had four catches for 28 and Stafford missed him. It would have been a huge gain down the right sideline. Royce Freeman had an okay game, but he got sh- stuffed at the goal line three times and Kyron's eligible to return this week. So, um, I, yeah, I would well, wonder if, yeah, the, yeah, the speculation, yeah, not even the speculation, the talk coming out of McVay and, uh, the Rams camp there was that, you know, he's been kind of ready to go here. So, um, very noticeable that Royce Freeman has slowly kind of taken over this backfield. Anyway, he's been, you know, playing a little bit better than Daryl Henderson, but of course, Daryl Henderson gets six carries for one yard that one yard was a one yard touchdown run. So yeah. if you used him uh, f- for one last week, uh, he, he came through. He got, you some, yeah. he got you some points because he also had four receptions. But uh, yeah, I think both of those guys, I took them off the uh, waiver wire. Yeah, Henderson and uh, Freeman. I, I mean, I would even anticipate Ronnie Rivers, who was ahead of those guys. Uh, I think he's also expected to be back. So um, both uh, Kyron and uh, Ronnie Rivers should jump ahead. Maybe maybe Royce Freeman because he's played pretty decent here. Maybe he has a role behind Williams. Uh, obviously on Seattle, Tom, the big news is the um, the Ken Walker injury. It's an oblique, and Pete Carroll seemed to indicate it's pretty significant. Um, and Pete, Car- Pete Carroll's the kind of guy who, uh, 
if he says an injury is pretty significant, it's significant. Um, because he's, yeah, oh, you know, he's all right, you know, like, yeah. Positive you know, Pete wasn't too positive on this one. Yeah, he would he would have said uh he would have said uh, Marie Antoinette had a kink in her neck, you know, like that's the <laughs> that's the kind of that's the kind of thing Pete Carroll would say. So um Tom, it look Charbonnet time. I, my guy Scott Pianowski texted me during the um during the game day show because we were talking about Charbonnet on there. I mean, look, I know we don't really talk about him a lot on the waiver wire podcast because we try not to talk about the guys who are who are owned in a higher percentage of leagues. But he's available in like four, oh, oh, close I, to sixty percent of Yahoo leagues, and I think people are just getting tired of him gobbling up snaps but not doing anything. Tom, he might be a bell cow here for potentially the-, the rest of the season. I mean, potentially. I I, w- I don't want to be the guy that throws a little bit of water on it, but I, I buy, but I will. They have an absolute like gauntlet of games coming up here. They got like San Francisco, Dallas, San Francisco, and I think Philadelphia. So they have like literally four of the toughest matchups for running backs coming up, but Hey, touches. Yeah. He was out. I think it was 55 of 65 snaps yesterday. Uh, yeah. I I don't see DJ Dallas, like playing, you know, 50, 50 split here. So I, it's going to be a whole lot of Charbonnet and this is a team that's pretty desperate to, stay in the playoff hunt i mean they're six and four right now but that that game last night was uh kind of a pivotal one for them in their playoff hopes i mean they easily could be six and eight here uh with a five game losing streak coming up uh, i don't think they play particularly well we haven't even really talked about gino i mean gino could miss yeah, this game her. as well they play thursday night i gave out uh san francisco minus six and a half in my best bets this morning uh, Please, get for, that. for the sake of the world, play Gino. Like, for oh, the, no. Just, Drew Locke was oh. as bad as I remember. <laughs> Maybe even worse than I remember uh, somehow. Two of yeah. six for three yards and a pick. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Come on, please, so, please, Gino, please he, play on Thursday. Gino was able to come back in. Doesn't seem like it's a long-term injury, but I, I would worry about once the adrenaline runs off, you know, runs out here. If he is he going to be able to play with a quick turnaround to Thursday uh, against the 49ers, or do they take it easy and eh, let's let's rest him a week and let him get back to full strength? So I know uh, oh, it's probably the smart thing, but the good thing for for fantasy and for my eyeballs would be Gino playing in that game. So yeah, let's hope well, it's all right. Drink a little extra booze on Thanksgiving Day if uh, if it's Drew Locke at quarterback for the yeah. the nightcap. <laughs> uh, the Vikings and the and the Broncos. The Broncos, man. You know, Russ is kind of Russ is kind of just doing. I mean, he's like game manager. He's yeah, he's Alex Smith out there. You know, like and <laughs> Sean Payton is kind of coached him. He's playing clean football. He's buying in. Um, and and very clear, uh, very clearly, Cortland Sutton's his guy. Um, and but even Judy getting involved a little bit there. Um, Got to give him props. Like it's a it's a Sean Payton offense. Tom, it drives you nuts. They don't filter it through any one player. Um, you know, I, I, for somebody, I had Cortland Sutton over the targets, and I'm like, oh, forget about it. Nope, because they're throwing the ball to P. Ryan and Judy yeah. and McLaughlin and. Marvin Mims getting a couple of targets. So um that was a uh, but look, they didn't run the ball well and it didn't matter, you know, they 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 managed the game. Um I'm not really sure where to go with this offense. It's not like you can sit Javante. I mean, he's he gets all the rush attempts, but yeah, it, it's just a week to week kind of proposition because it's not a great offense, it's a functional one. Um and their defense is starting to play really solid football. Yeah, yeah, just they're 
their formula right now is don't turn the ball over and create turners, turnover, turnovers on defense. They're, you know, not a whole lot of big plays, uh, you know, for this offense right now. It's a lot of dink and dunk and uh, just matriculate the ball down the field. So, yeah, it's it's kind of spread out here. Samaje P. run with seven catches for 60 yards. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot to say about the Broncos. I mean, it's kind of, hey, play Sutton. Hope he scores a touchdown. Judy has a little bit of a pulse here, but uh, it's been pretty thin for him all season. Javante's kind of snake, but I mean, all their touchdowns come through the air. Uh, you know, the the one touchdown in this game, they kicked five field goals, but uh, that Cortland Sutton, another improbable kind of touchdown pass from uh, Russell Wilson to Cortland Sutton. Uh, I don't know how he keeps doing it, but Sutton keeps finding the end zone. Uh, I'm just laughing because I'm looking uh, across the street. I guess some of the yep. neighborhood kids are off this week for Thanksgiving and they're oh, playing boy. with an electronic airplane and uh, <laughs> it got caught on the roof. <laughs> and oh, I don't no. know what's going to happen here. Oh, you're going to see somebody's dad uh, climbing through a window. Oh, to yeah, to James is going to be climbing through the window to go get that, to go get that, uh, that thing out. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, maybe I'll go help him. Uh, let's go to Minnesota, Tom. Look again, Josh Dobbs, he had three fumbles in this game. He lost one of them. Two of them were on bad, or not bad snaps, but just snap miscommunication, which is like part of the quarterback transaction that we never really think about. But like, you got to get used to your center's butt height, right? You know, yeah. And his cadence, and Josh Dobbs clearly doesn't have that yet. Um, oh, he got cream. Oh, that, that was trick play. Oh my God, cream Jackson. It was uh, it, that was one of those things where like you can both acknowledge that the play design was pretty cool, and then the call was so stupid, just a <laughs> unbelievably stupid play call. Just like ah, it was a fun design, but you already lost a quarterback for the season. Why? Why are you doing yeah, that? Especially like, that point of the game too. I was like, ah, maybe you save that one for like the fourth quarter. Uh, Later in the game, not the first third and one you face. Let's put TJ Hawkinson at quarterback. And yeah, whew, he 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 got smoked on that with Kareem Jackson's already been suspended for uh multiple games for his dirty hits this year. And I think uh uh O'Connell was <laughs> calling for another one uh after the game because of that hit, but uh not a whole lot to to break down here. Well, Madison played been... well, but here's the thing that's gonna stand out Fumbles to me again. He fumbles again, and Ty Chandler ran like his head was on fire. Yes, he did, and he was even like the energy plays. The yeah, you remember that pick that pick that Sertan had where he tackled the receiver. Yeah, uh, every, everybody else was kind of half assing it, and he because they knew it was coming back. And yeah, it, but there was another play. But then he also he's caused a turnover because uh, he got his he got run over in pass protection, and Dobbs got his arm hit, and he uh, caused a touch uh, interception. So. Uh, you know, Madison has the fumble and Chandler kind of causes a, an interception on his pass protection. So, uh, so he has some momentum. I think he's going to be a piece of this backfield moving forward, but, uh, Madison has kind of saved his job for now with how he played last night, I guess. Uh, all right. So Tom, here's the story. Um, it's, it's Monday morning. I don't think James had himself an IPA yet. He just took a broom out and, uh, pushed the, uh, pushed the, uh, oh, I got the plane it onto the ground. He got it. Okay, yeah. So okay. that's what happened there. So, yeah. Um, so I guess Minnesota uh, keep Ty Chandler uh, because he's going to yeah. be involved. Um, and it just makes me think why would, why, why did they trade for Cam Akers in the first place? Because Chandler's looking pretty good whenever I've seen him out there. So yeah, I mean, I guess I don't trust him in pass pro, but uh, yeah, I think that's you know that's kind of the issue. But he he's got a different gear than than Matt. he's got multiple different gears than, compared to Madison and Akers. Yeah. So uh, they, they should be looking to get him opportunities moving forward. 
We'll get this article written up at fantasypoints.com. Um, the market report will we'll move guys up, down, give you all the stats you need to know, uh, and hope you enjoy that article. If you want to go to fantasypoints.com, use code GURIFIC25, get an ex- additional 25% off what is already a half-off subscription. We'll help you down the, down the line. Get into our subscriber Discord. Tom, you're in there answering questions. I've been a one-man kind of customer service editing uh, so I haven't spent as much time in there as I would have liked. That will change next year. I guarantee you that. But uh, I've had fun. Hope Graham's feeling better because we need help to write this damn thing <laughs> yeah. up. Hopefully because, he got a little uh, extra sleep and help that uh, yeah. his, you know feel a little bit better here. Yeah, but yeah, this uh, is a tough uh, week. He needs to get. He needs to be healthy. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. So we need. We'll uh, we'll have a little bit different content schedule this week. I'm gonna have a Thanksgiving Day mismatch report. Um, I, we're going to have a, um, we're going to have the Thanksgiving day DFS slate. Um, obviously Tom, you're going to have some best bets up obviously for Thanksgiving. So will John, so a little bit different. Uh, it's a fun week, but also a stressful one. We're going to get to that week. We're going to start producing some content for Tom. I'm Joe. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the fantasy points podcast on the fantasy points podcast network. And we will talk to you later this week, including tomorrow for the waiver wire. Happy Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.